Welcome to We Go There. We just finished this incredible episode that you all will get the opportunity to listen to now. And Nikki and I wanted to come on before, and we don't do this a lot, but after the episode was recorded, we always chat with our guests. We have the best conversation with Morgan and Alejandra afterwards. And for me, I recognize that I kind of put my foot in my mouth and I had no idea. And it's such a, a learning and they were so great about just saying, you know, FYI, Lexi, this sometimes can offend people. And so, you know, just as a learning moving forward, and I had referred to them as guys, like you guys are doing a great job and you guys, you know, are so inspirational and you guys, you guys. And I had no idea, Nikki. And now I, so I, I felt bad. They, they totally were not offended. They just wanted to kind of flag it. They said they often have to, you know, redo videos because they will reference, Hey guys, just naturally. I think it's just mm-hmm. us in our nature. It's just like kind of how we re- refer to people. And Nikki, you said you do the yep. same thing. Yeah, I have a lot of talking heads on my Instagram, like videos, I mean, where I'm like, hey, guys, let's talk about Kegels. So here's the thing, blah, blah, blah. And I have like probably hundreds of videos like this. And I had someone who actually went to university with send me a DM to say, have you ever thought about why you say, hey, guys, you know, and she sent me a couple articles as to why this may not be the best term. And I was kind of, I mean, I'll be honest at first, I was like, give me a break, like political correct, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't time for this. But I read the article. This is a smart person who sent this to me. And I've, I have started using the term, hey, everyone, or howdy. I don't say y'all because I'm not from the South and that feels super inauthentic, but I think it's endearing when other people say, hey, say hi, friends. Right. Hi, friends. But yeah, it's, it's an interesting conversation about language. And this isn't to be annoyingly overly politically correct. I just thought it was really interesting that Morgan and Alejandra brought it up in more of a way of saying, hey, Lexi, just to FYI, you may get some hate for saying guys like a hundred times throughout this episode. <laughs> and now, actually, now that everyone listens to it, they're going to realize probably how much I say it. And that's <laughs> going to really suck. So, um, all right. But it, it, I was really grateful for the learning and I think, and, and everything that they are doing because of exactly this type of an example of things that we just need to start questioning ourselves about that are just like innate, like kind of habits. They're just habitual within how we speak, the languages we use, and how that might not be inclusive of the group that we're speaking to. So that's our little spiel at the beginning of this. Now enjoy this episode because it really, really is a great one. And uh, we'll uh, see you all again soon. Welcome to the We Go There podcast. I'm Lexi. And I'm Nikki. And our favorite conversations are when someone starts by saying, this might be TMI, but... Exactly. We go there. Because no topic should be too taboo, especially when it comes to women's health. We ask the questions you may be too afraid to ask and interview the experts to get the answers you need. So we're doing this completely unfiltered. 100%. Okay, let's go there. Today we're here with Morgan and Alejandra. They 
are a same-sex couple and comes to seven-and-a-half-month-old baby girl, Aliyah. Full disclosure, I grew up with Morgan. She's one of my closest childhood friends. And Lexi and I are super excited to have her here with her wife, Alejandra, today to answer some questions about what it's like to be a same-sex parent. So Morgan and Alejandra, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. We're super excited. This is going to be an awesome conversation. I know... Yeah. So a little bit about um, Alejandra and I. Um, Actually, you probably tell the story best because you are so good with dates and times and you have the fantastic memory. I mean, we met, what, five years ago? Yeah, in 2016. And uh, and since then, we have been inseparable. (laughs) Just like that. So, um, yeah, I was born and raised just outside Toronto. And um, I'm a chiropractor outside of Toronto. I moved to Toronto many moons ago, and um, Alejandra and I met. Um, how long were you in Canada for when we met? Uh, we'll be here like for five years, I think. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, we met. So um, we met, and probably about a year later, she had moved in. And I think another year, and we were married, right? Yeah. And then another three years, I'll have a baby. Just like that. Yeah. So is now yet seven and a half months old. So we're very green and new to parenting. However, we've had many experiences. We've been uh, thrown into uh, the adventure and roller coaster of parenting fairly quickly yeah. with a um, eventful, I guess you could say, birth. Um, and of course, the, the things that followed after that. And overall, it's been an incredible experience. And can't wait to do it again. But of course, yeah. there's, there's many more chapters to come. She want to do it again. She, she, yeah. I, I wasn't that excited. The first yeah. month I was like, are you sure? I have to think <laughs> about it. We can be fine with just one. Now I, li- now I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Oh. <laughs> and it keeps that. getting lighter. Like it, as month after month after month, you're like, oh, yes, yes. You kind of keep forgetting about what Mm -hmm. you know the traumatic parts of it and just that you want more 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 babies (laughs) I don't know I'm I'm good with two (laughs) (laughs) yeah we had a pretty pretty, you know what it was the first time we've ever heard have you heard this term the hundred days of darkness yes yeah okay so I hadn't surprise (laughs) um but because of the uh traumatic birth Aliyah had colic and um yeah, we dealt with a few things and it wasn't until we were interviewing a doctor of the phone to see if it was the right fit for our family um, that he, as he was getting off the phone, he's like, okay, well, good luck with the first hundred days of darkness. And that we kind of all chuckled and then I quickly pulled out my phone and Googled it. And I was like, oh, no, that's a thing. Alejandro, no, there's a hundred days of this. <laughs> so on day 65, yes, I was counting. Uh, on day 65, the clouds opened up, things lightened up and she yeah. started to like... Um, come around as a happy baby but um yeah we are ever since we were so grateful for every day that she's happy and healthy yeah yeah it was a 260 change for sure 65 I love it (laughs) and four hours (laughs) I I probably know the hours if I open up my journal oh my goodness so should we go right into, since we're chatting about your beautiful baby, should we talk about, like, we love to understand more about your donor story and and how she came to be, like, how, how she's here today. So could, do you mind sharing that with us? Yeah, absolutely. So actually, when Morgan and I first met, she was really clear with me. 
I would say third, fourth day, she's like, I want babies. So she want to make sure that you know I want babies. I, it was a little bit funny because she's like, you don't have to be involved, but I'm going to have babies. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> it doesn't make more sense, but let's go with the flow. So she was really clear from the beginning. So I knew in the future, if workout, we're going to be growing a family. So it was after three years together that I decided to bring the topic again and say, okay, I feel ready. And we started talking and for the whole process took us around a year to, to do it just because it's so many details that have to go in, like choosing the donor, mm-hmm. which it was a long journey for us, right? Yeah. So I think just even determining who the donor was going to be took about a year. That was a long process. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah. I mean, there were very a lot of options for us. The first thing is we both have brothers. So um, just to, let's just qualify something here. We both have brothers, and we've spoken about this through our social media, that um, we originally had considered having our brother donate, and somebody had made a comment, I think they thought we meant our biological brother <laughs> donating to the biological yeah. sister. It's not. It would be yeah, like if I were to carry, then Alejandra's brother would yeah. be donating to me. So just to qualify for anyone who's listening. Um, so that's how it typically works if somebody uses a biological brother. So we had that option, but she has multiple brothers. I have two brothers. The first hurdle was, well, how do we not hurt somebody's feelings? Like, what do you do about that? So we had to think that through. Then we we approached all of them. We were very blessed. Every single one of them said yes. Then we started discussing the details. And one thing that's very important to Alejandra and I is that we'd like to be transparent with the baby so that um, our child knows exactly where they came from. And if in the future they decide they want to know who it is and would like to meet that person, they're open to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. So we will just be an open book for um, at the time, who was Alaya, but at the time, our future children. Mm-hmm. And um, we had mentioned this, and one of the brothers seemed hesitant. He said, oh, well, then am I am an uncle, or is my role change? Is there expectations that might be of me? So you could tell there was a little bit of discomfort, so we didn't push it, and we moved on to the next option. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk about the next option? Yeah, we, we started looking into spare bands. We start here in Canada, but here in Canada is really limited because they are not allowed to compensation. So whoever donate, they have to do it for their goodwill. And uh, so it's, it's not many of them. And we really have a lot of characteristics that, not a lot, but something was important for me, I wanted to be a Latin donor. Better if it was Venezuelan, but even if it was Latin for me, it was. That was really important for me. So it wasn't many options of that here in Canada. And, and also the, the bios of these people, it, it lacked information and you couldn't really see pictures of them. They, they actually, here in Canada, they take a picture and cut it like in six parts. And if you like, you can see one eye, one nose. So you what? Kind of, yeah. If you so see- keep, keep it anonymous. Yeah. You don't wow. see the person completely. You see how their mouth is, how their nose is. So you have an idea, but you don't really see the whole picture. Wow. So, that was a little bit... One thing that was important for Alejandra is that she wanted to have somebody who was Latin as a donor. Yeah. And so I think we had just put that in as a filter and it brought one one option up, just one individual. So oh, only one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and also it was, um, 
So that, then we decided, let's just look at what's over the border, which is then overwhelming, complete opposite yeah. side of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. It's like almost seems like endless amounts of options. And then we got overwhelmed with the idea of just even trying to, trying to, I guess, filter it down to even few options. So then I get, we both get overwhelmed easily. Also, the cost is very high. The cost. Yes, it's like a membership for one, like... You have to pay like a hundred dollars for each profile that we no it was, was in order to was view the profiles yeah. so there was a involved. So mm-hmm. it limited you, right? Because you see the picture, you want to see a profile, you have to pay a hundred dollars. So how many hundreds you have to pay just to see the one that you want? That 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 was also and then of course we had to if if we did get sperm from the states, then we're looking at tying ourselves to a fertility clinic. So that was another thing. Mm. We had connected with a fertility clinic and we didn't have the best um, experience. We didn't have a doctor who was, the clinic in itself wasn't bad. Um, It was professional, it was clean, it was well run, but the doctor herself wasn't very welcoming and it was very clear that she was inexperienced working with same-sex couples. I'm sorry, that happened. So not to interrupt, but I completely empathize with having shitty experiences at fertility clinics. I'm sorry you had one too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, you would think that people would be more sensitive and empathetic, especially in that environment. Totally. Um, But we ended up then thinking, okay, well, let's just look in our, our immediate community, our people. And Alejandra has brought to, she's brought a lot of fantastic people in my life because she tends to attract amazing people into her life. Um, but she had two male uh, humans who are like beyond amazing. Yeah. beyond amazing. Like you, you would think, how did you land two incredible people in your life like that? Um, so we looked at both of them and thought they'd both be a great option. And I knew both of them will help. Like it was just a matter of asking more one than the other. But it was, the decision came to the point that we wanted somebody who who wasn't, I don't know how to say it. Who wasn't in our life on a daily basis at this given time. Yeah. Right. So um, one we see very, very often. So Alejandro popped the question on Cardi and Mm -hmm. uh, he was very receptive. Yeah. He was super happy. Uh, Yeah. We were in the party. We were drinking and I took him outside. And I, we were more than I we were talking about babies that day the whole day. So it was baby mine. I was like, I want to deal with this. I want to see if it's possible. And as soon as I told him, he was happy. He was like, yes. And I'm like, no, take a minute, think about it. <laughs> we're drinking more than I actually want to take you for a dinner and explain everything so that they'll see if you actually agree with what we want to do. And I think that was a Saturday and Monday we were meeting with him. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So um, we did an at-home insemination. Uh, we had tried four times. The first three times we used an app to follow my cycle and we were unsuccessful. And then the fourth time we used the fertility clinic for cycle monitoring so we could know the exact timing. And um, we did at-home insemination um, and it took. It took. So. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. So yeah. I have a question. This was actually something that people were asking because I didn't put this out on my stories beforehand. What questions you want to ask Morgan and Alejandra? How did you decide who would carry the child? So uh, we, when we discuss about babies, we 
we both wanted to carry, but we decided Morgan just because of her age. And 10 years older than her. She's 10 years older than me. So it was it was easier like I mean it was a logical Fair. decision. Let, yeah, let's Morgan go first and yeah. Yeah. And now I think she's gonna go twice. <laughs> After seeing the delivery. Oh like, yeah, like, yeah. She's like, so um what do you think about a surrogate? It's like <laughs> so that could be me. I'm open to that too. Uh, I uh I definitely learned a lot of in this pregnancy, not just the delivery, but through the whole pregnancy, a lot of things I didn't know that I don't feel as comfortable doing it. And I think that's fair. I I think before I thought, my thought was, I want a baby. Like, I think a baby with your DNA and all these things is something that you grow in society thinking about it. And, but after I see everything, like, I, I'm maybe going to do it, but I know that I'm going to be happy doing it. Morgan was a rock star. She never complained even once. She would have her bear and she would just rock it. She never asked me for help. I was like, let me help you. She like, mm-hmm. she do everything herself. So I know I won't be that person. I will be completely the opposite and I will be miserable. I will be like, I did. And I, I just, I don't want to go through that for It might just be easier for the both of us if I carry again. Let's put it that way. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I love that post labor. You're like, yep, tapping out. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> well, and the delivery also was so traumatic. Actually, when Morgan, we were there, and she's like, she has a fibro. Fibroid. A fibroid that we were worried about it. And she just delivered like five minutes. And she asked the doctor, like, can I, can I have a second one with this in here? And they're like, do I are get you, fibroid removed if I have a second child? Are you thinking about second child? Well, have we even discussed if she's going to carry or not? Like, it was like, but I think she noticed that she's like, well, she want to go for a second one. I'm going to let her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love really that. Um, but it was really traumatic, really. I, I don't even know how she want to go through it again. So I nervous myself to see her go through that again. So do you think that we should discuss... Um, how we did the at-home insemination. Do you think people yeah. would be interested in that? Because I'm sure people yeah. wonder. Definitely. Yeah. Is, are you yeah. curious? We would love to. Yeah, we would love yeah. to. Is that, like, no one's ever really asked us how it rolled out. I think one of our yeah. good friends did. But I think like when I heard how a friend did it, I was like, tell me all the details. I need to so, know. Yeah, so naturally. I've I was heard wondering. someone using... Okay, can I just share? Because so there's a, a woman I know. She's a, a former student. She's a single mom by choice. So she did a friend donor just as a single mom herself. And she did a menstrual cup. So she huh. put the sperm in a menstrual cup and did it. And that's how she did it. We've, that's we've, what she told you me. Heard about that? I've heard about that. I didn't hear about that. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I've heard yeah. about that. However, I have used the menstrual cup back in the day when it was the Diva cup. And I'm talking if we roll back to 2000, so a few <laughs> days ago. And um, it was brown back then, not clear. So I wasn't the best with it. So I think it would be, uh, we might have wasted some sperm if we went that route. That's yeah. why I kind of dismissed it. Yeah. Um, so how, do you want to say how we did it? Yeah. And he came, the donor came to our place. He placed himself in one of the room downstairs. He was really nice about it, actually. So we give him a little container with a... A sterilized container with a sterilized syringe. Yeah. And he did his business. And after he even put everything in the syringe. 
and he will just text me like, I'm done. And he left. He was a little bit shy about it, so he will do it, leave, and leave it in, in the room. And then we will go downstairs, bring the material all the way to the room, and uh, put it into Morgan. And after, yeah. And lay there for an hour. Yeah. So, surfing social media. But it was, you didn't use any special tools. It was just a regular three inch, a regular, like, we didn't, there are these kits. There are kits you can purchase online. Yeah. We just got a syringe at Shoppers. We just walked in. We're like, hey, yeah. can we get a syringe? They actually just give them out. So. Yeah. Here they give that for free. So. Amazing. And yeah. how many times did you say? And then until you got pregnant? Four months. We inseminate Morgan three three times. Three, three days, days in a row. Three days in a row. Uh, it, even though it was the first time because we also were really careful on how he ejaculate like because they say that it shouldn't ejaculate 48 hours previous on mm -hmm. and all these things so we were like just let's do it let's see what happened and it took mm -hmm. oh my gosh that's amazing and did you guys find out what whether you were having a boy or girl we did you did. we did like in four months though the four months just because morgan needed because of her age the doctor really recommend doing this test oh yeah i did some dna test blood work extensive blood work and i think it was like yeah. finding out the gender was like this where that way we didn't care if we did or we didn't but i think it was more along the line i did i did care yeah you did the harmony test or the because more because morgan and i are the exact same age i feel like this age talk is triggering me no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> but but um, we're exactly the same age, right? We grew up together. But it's true, like the whole geriatric pregnancy thing. Like I hate that term, I forget. But you know, it's it, it's a it's a bit big deal, right? So they want to make sure that you've got the blood work from the panorama test or the harmony test. It sounds like that's the one that you did, right? It is yeah. like ten weeks or whatever. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, exciting. Um, so. Yeah, what were you gonna say? No, you go, you go first. Okay, so so once we were pregnant and we started to let people know, we came across one of the first um, common questions that people had was, who's the father, who's the dad? Yeah, and, the, and people are still doing it. Like I have a friend yesterday, and he's like, oh yeah, so uh, how is, how's the dad? And I'm like, and he's a good friend. And I don't get mad or anything, but it's just, I always correct it, the donor. I think it's, it's, it's a matter of education more than, but you get to a point that you get uncomfortable. Yeah. Dad and donor are not synonymous. Yeah. So it's very different. Um, and so it's, uh, you know, we, we've been able to post on it on social media to educate people, but of course we need to take the time to educate people when they ask us in person. So it's probably one of the most common questions we first hit that took some energy. Yeah. Yeah. Just explaining the whole thing. Oh, some people get offended, and it's like, listen, I'm just trying to educate you because I'm sure we might actually we're gonna creep up on Father's Day, so that'll be probably gonna come to another popular question. So now coming off like Father's Day and that discussion with moms and Mother's Day, like who calls who mom? Like I assume that's probably another question. Is are you both considered mom and Mom one, mom two. Like how how do you how does that work? Yeah, so, that's a great question. Yeah, you're is. right. A lot yeah. of people do ask that. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a popular question for sure. And also, it's a question that we ask ourselves. Yeah. yeah while Mona was pregnant, we tried to decide it. We want we ideally we thought maybe 
like I call him Morgan mom, I mean mama, just the cultural thing, just because I'm going to speak in Spanish to her, that's the idea, Morgan English, so she feels more familiar, but at the end of the day, I guess she's the one who's going to decide, but we're going to make sure that she knows the two, the two words, mom, mama, mom, mama Ale, mama Morgan, like, I think at the end of the day, baby has their own personalities, but we definitely going to make sure that she knows we both are their moms. Whatever she wants to decide to call us, it's up to her. And in school, like when she goes to school, and I know we mentioned kind of like the Father's Day piece, but in general, like speaking of parents, are are schools or are there particular schools more than others that are more like practicing and intentional, being more intentional about being, you know, I guess, partial to same-sex couples and ensuring that they're using language that is open for, you know, example, for your daughter. So when they're referring to your parents instead of your mom and dad, which would be like probably the typical way that someone might refer to them. Like how do the, and maybe your friend was able to kind of um, give you any advice on like how do those kind of obstacles, you overcome those obstacles as she moves forward? I mean, I think that's something we're going to deal with. I think at the end of the day, we're still the minority. So everyone around her is going to, mostly going to have father and a mother. But I think how you educate her from, from the very beginning, how honest you are. And uh, that's something that's important for Morgan and I. We haven't crossed that bridge yet. But for us, it's important to find a school that has diversity and that it has the values. And, so, and just meeting with the teacher and the leaders of the school ahead of time once she's enrolled or even before she's enrolled and letting them know what our family unit looks like and make sure that they're on board with respecting that and kind of navigating around if they need to make some changes, if it's newer to them. However, we do live in the heart of Toronto. So I know that it's not going to be new if we're living here at that time, but if we're somewhere else, then of course that might be the case. But still like this, this friend of ours says something like, a friend of her kid told her, like, hey, here is your other mom picking you up. And the things, like, right? The kid helped. Okay, it's another mom. Like, you know what I mean? So that's, that's what we hope for mm-hmm. instead of, oh, you have two moms, like, right? It's, it's just is what it is and there's yeah. nothing to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's so great that you guys are so, like, you have your plan and you're so, like, open you or your plan is to be so open with your daughter and making sure that she feels so comfortable and educated in all of those things, which then will make her be confident in that area when she talks to her friends and, and, you know, student or other, I guess, uh, people in her class and things like that. I mean, she is only six months now, so it's a ways away, but <laughs> that's the goal. Well, she started crawling two days ago, so I'm yeah. pretty sure we're going to start applying for colleges in probably four <laughs> days. Isn't that yeah, <laughs> I think you're behind now then. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. I love that you mentioned that you're in downtown Toronto and you live in Parkdale. You'd have been very like cool open-minded, diverse community. I wonder, because you have an incredible social media platform with your handle at Two Moms in Motion, I wonder, do you get a lot of people reaching out to you for advice who feel like they don't have that community where they live because they live perhaps in a small town or a place where they're not free to really love who they want to love and be who they want to be? All the time, all the time. Most from me coming from Venezuela, we have a, a, a follower from there too. And they, 
they always curious of how I came out, how I'm doing with the family because they know how difficult it is to come out in my country. And how, like for example, same-sex marriage is not accepted there, like common law is not accepted there. So all these things, they're curious of how it's done here. And how my family react to me. I don't, I don't marry a woman, I don't have a kid. They're curious also how my parents treat my kid. That all these things, and we have people from Poland, oh, from, all from all over the places where it's illegal, and yes. their lives are at risk if they were to be transparent with who they are. Um, we do get a lot of PMs, and to be honest, sometimes we're heartbroken um, when we read them. And yes. you know, you be you live I'm in this bubble that you don't really. At some point, you you forget. For, for me, for example, that I came from a country, I was really lucky that my family was really acceptance, but I remember growing up in school, I will never say if I see a girl or something, you know, like keep it to myself because not even to my best friend, I feel comfortable saying like, oh, I think I like yours. So it's sometimes when you live, when everything that when is good, you forget the bad, yeah. right? So sometimes we forget that life in other places is not as dreamy as uh, yeah. it is for us. There's people who've definitely told us, I've made a private account just so I can follow you and a few other people so I can see what it's like to be transparent and, you know, kind of dream of being that way one day, but I don't think it's going to be possible. We've had people beg us and like, tell, please tell me, do you have any tips on how I can get out of my country and come to like freedom and a safe place? Um, so, you know, what's one of the reasons why we're inspired to have our account is to be transparent. And, you know, I, I've talked about it with you, Nikki, in the past that pe for where we are right now, it's because people paved the way. And we're in five months right now, and it's definitely a month of an appreciation for all work, time, energy. Um, and struggle that people have gone through to be able to create the environment that we currently live in. Um, however, like we said, it is it is truly fairly local if you look at the whole world. There's a lot more work that needs to be done. And if we can just simply have an account to inspire others locally, because people are struggling locally and internationally, yeah. worldwide, and that's the least that we can do, but it helps create more visibility, then I, I do not mind being transparent with my life and sharing the experiences to do whatever we can to help be part of paving, paving the path to, you know, a better future. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love what you're doing so much and it's, it's clearly so needed. And I was getting emotional just now watching you get emotional here on zoom because <laughs> just the idea that, that people can't be free to love who they want to love and, and live the life that they want to live is just the fact that that's still happening in 2021 is just unfathomable. And I can just imagine the messages that you get on a regular basis. And I wish that that will change. I hope it will change. So I wanted to, to dive into a story that I remember you sharing on your account. And I remember reading it and thinking, oh, my God, if only I had been there, because then I would have, like, punched the guy out or done so, at least verbally, at least verbally. I would have been like, are you freaking kidding me, buddy? Sit down. Shut up. Anyways, so I'm going to let you tell the story instead of me, because it's your story to tell. Um, and this was an example where it was about, like, do we really have the energy to deal with this? And you said, you know what, I want to help pave the way. And part of that means I need to educate this person on why it's not okay. 
pills, right? No, you go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so I was visibly pregnant at the time. Like I had a big belly. I think I was about seven or eight months yeah. pregnant. Yeah. So we had gone to the mall and we were walking through the mall. We were holding hands. And this is in Toronto. This is Duffin Mall? No, I think it was Chilliburton. Okay. Either or, pretty Toronto. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, there was a, a gentleman at the kiosk. I think he was selling maybe some hand cream or, or whatnot. And as we walked by, he said, Oh, can I join? And yeah. we kept walking. It was like five steps in. We both looked at each other. I think. No, I, I, I see him from here. Oh, are you guys together? And we confirmed yes. And I said, We keep walking. And he said, Oh, can I join? Yeah. And he, he thought he was being funny. And I think Morgan with the hormones and everything, she catch up and she's like, what? <laughs> and um, she, she's usually not like that. She's, but I think it, she's like, this is not okay. It's not okay. And we were starting our social media. So it was a really big value for us to, yeah. to educate people. So we just stopped and we looked at each other and I said, I think I need to go talk to him. Um, and typically the way we respond is Alejandro will kind of, Nikki, Nikki, maybe she'd have more of like the approach you would have. Um, but I was like, you know, I have to go, I have to go into this and educate him because I feel like if I go in, in any attack mode or emotionally driven, he's going to put a wall up and not get it. So I went back and I just wanted clarification. I said, sorry, did you just say you would like, did you just ask us if you can join? And he said, yeah. And yeah. But you can tell that he was nervous. That's not okay. Um, Do you mind if I can get your name and your manager's name and your manager's phone number? Because this is something that we need to discuss and address. So you called them right away? It was not the the owner of the kiosk. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were really open and they they really hear Morgan out and say, we're going to deal with this. This is not okay. This is not the behavior of the culture that our company has. And they apologize to us, and yeah. we leave it there, but we have to. But, you know, it's one of those things where when we were walking, we were holding hands, and when he said it, I stopped, and we looked at each other, and it was like, do we just keep walking? Because truly, I don't let stuff bother me. Like, we, yeah. we, are, we are fairly easygoing. We're not easily offended. We, like, we kind of just roll with the punches. We have kind of, like, almost like – because we live here, it's almost like a privilege to have that attitude that, you know, or just kind of forget about it and move on with our day. Day lives are so busy. And, but then it was like, you know, we really have to, I have to do something because what about the next person who walks by? And what if they're too, what if they're not feeling comfortable being open? What if they're not, they already feel threatened in so many other environments, whether it be at home or in their social circle or, um, you know, maybe with, I don't know, a place of worship and they're already feeling like they can't be who themselves and this makes them buckle and, and kind of close up even more. That doesn't help the situation. We need to deal with this because it can't be for the next person. We have, like, we need to stop this in its tracks. So that's kind of why we, we, we addressed it. And there's times where it's like, okay, like definitely dealing with some of these questions or comments, it, it takes energy um, and like I said, we are busy, so I'd love to keep just rolling through my day and get stuff done. But it's, uh, I mean, it's the least least we can do yeah. to help with the, the process of increasing visibility um, and paving the way. 
great. And I mean, it's just ridiculous because that wouldn't happen like with me and my husband and, you know, mm-hmm. walking and someone asking us that question, like that just wouldn't happen. And so that's why it's like, just, just not okay. And it's, yeah. So, I mean, good for you. And I'm, and the entire like mission and your values of what you guys are all about is really admirable. Do you find generally, because I know how harsh Instagram can be and I know like Nikki, the DMs, Nikki will just send me like an example of a DM, like every now and then. I'm like, oh my gosh, like how, how? So do you find generally your community to be supportive or is it definitely like both? I think, no, I think we, we actually were really lucky. I will say 95% supportive and you're 5% of those hate message, but we go there. And Morgan, Morgan is, we have discussed about this because I'm the one who I want to delete it, block it. Like, it really affects me. I don't like to hear it. That Morgan is, I'm going to respond. I'm going to make sure they know what they're doing. It's like, why you stay so long? And I don't think you're going to change mm-hmm. them. Because there is a lot of other religious ones mm-hmm. who want to save you. And it's like, you're never going to change the mind of these people. They believe in this and the, like... They send like a book of why we're doing things wrong. And it's like, it, just don't follow me. Just, just go and do your thing. But more than want to see it and educate it. Like, we're going to be here forever. Like, I, I'm doing what I'm doing to educate, but I cannot go in like fight with people because they get offensive at some point and they're taking my energy away. And some, some of them won't be PMs, but they'll be comments and the same thing. There's kind of like the, the balance. Do we leave the comment up because we try to keep a positive vibe? Um, and, you know, someone might be more sensitive or maybe not as comfortable being, you know, transparent with who they are. So do we expose that, allow that comment to sit there so that they see it? Or do we allow that comment to sit there so that people realize that this is real? We are dealing with this. Um and that's kind of where my mindset is. Is like I will respond, but usually I'll do like a little a bit of a cheekiness in it too, so that it's like lighten it up. But I feel like um, people need to know that it's it's there. I mean, if it is very offensive, that I it might you know. Yeah, I mean, if they're asking something like we did a post of our nephew asking who was the mom, and it was a comment like, yeah, but he's right. Who is the mom? And I was like, no, she made a couple of comments before that. And after, and, and Morgan just replied like, well, stay tuned. We're going to make a video about it. Like, you know, but there is others that put the emoji of the guy vomiting and exhausting it. It's like, I don't, I don't want to get into this. It's, these people is using this vocabulary already. I don't want to go down to their level. I don't need to. A wise man once said, a bee can't convince a fly that Honey is better than shit. <laughs> and done. Bless, bless and block, bitches. Bless and block. That's my jam. Bless and block. Hashtag <laughs> bless and block. <laughs> so good. But, but, but with that, the one thing that um, I like to make people very feel comfortable to ask questions that they might not feel comfortable asking because if they, the truth is sometimes in life, I've got questions of like, Ooh, I don't mean to offend you, but really, can we talk about this? I need a better understanding. Um, so it depends on how the person asks the question. Um, at the end of the day, but yeah. we encourage it. 
I asked you a bit of an, an embarrassing question on the phone earlier in preparation for this interview. And it's because I wasn't sh- I wasn't familiar with the term femme lesbian. And then I, I said, you know, do you identify as femme lesbians? And you said, well, we don't really identify. I mean, I shouldn't reiterate what you said, but basically I wasn't really sure on the terminology because, you know, sometimes there is a stereotypical, at least this is my own bias that I am vulnerably admitting that with a lot of lesbian or same sex female couples that, you know, they're not necessarily the most feminine. And maybe that's also potentially where it could be people might not look at you as a couple and think you you fit sort of the typical stereotype. I hate that that even exists, but it, it's a very delicate conversation. And I know I'm fumbling over my words here, but that's what this podcast is all about, right? Like going there and, and kind of talking about it. So, um, you know, well, here's. Yeah, it, it is it's a lot, but I think more than I would think labels are for years, so that's where we have a hard time identifying with one word of the other. Like, if it's easier for people to understand, sure, yeah, yeah I'm a lesbian, but really, yeah. just, I'm Morgan. I mean, yeah. and, and, and to be honest, at some point, we both have been with the opposite sex, too. It's not like we, hey, I can't, no, we both have experience with males in relationships, and, uh, and we don't hate them, we just Sometimes you like one thing more than the other, and that's okay. And that's what we don't like because there you go, bisexual, lesbian, or you're a queer. It's like we just like what we like, and uh, and we're happy with it. And I'm, I'm no different than you. And but, I, but definitely being uh-huh. a bit more feminine than the stereotype. Well, you yeah. guys are hot. Like, let's just call a spade a spade. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I feel. You are asking, you see it from your perspective. You, I feel like there is even more feminine lesbians out there than we, yeah. 100%. Like we, we do our makeup, we, we do our eyelashes and, and our eyebrows, and that's about it. Like we have other French lesbians that know the whole thing, they know all the brands, they know the purse, like that, that kind of thing that we I feel know into it. Um, but definitely, I know what you're saying. I When I used to work in a corporate, my one of my bosses we were pretty close and she's like i didn't know lesbians were like you like you opened a mind for me because you even that was even before i met morgan she would meet the people i date and she's like i can't believe that person is a lesbian and i was like yeah like we're like it's everything out there it doesn't have to look one way or another on another that's the problem with stereotypes right we've also had the question so we have a question where people question if we're even together or lesbian um yeah or like you, you know, when you get to know people and they have a drink or two. So like, you're you're very feminine. Are you sure you like females? No. Oh my no. god! Like you don't like guys at all. And I'm like, no, it's not even that. Off the it's car, just, off the table. Completely yeah, off the table. That's that's the problem. It's not even that. It's not that you like more one more than the other. Well, yeah, but it's not like you you have to like one. That's it. It's. I feel like the life that we're living right now, we we should be allowed. To explore and and not be judgmental for whatever we want to experience. Yeah, right. And uh, the, yeah, I mean, that's definitely. I mean, over the years, I've seen you know not only um, you know gay people or lesbian people not be accepted, and then of course grow a larger acceptance, and then amongst the um, community, even starting to look at other people like oh, you know, growing up at one point, I, I identified as bisexual. So my lesbian, quote unquote, lesbian friends who identified as that, 
were like, well, then they would judge you if you're bisexual. Yeah, th yeah. Th that's there too. If you're so, a gold lesbian or no, these things that is like. Yeah. So um, it's at the end of the day, and everyone, no matter how you look, can be whoever you are and love whoever you want. And I think it, I think there's more work to be done, but there's a growing understanding of that. And it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Beautiful, truly. Um, because I think, and you're exactly right, like the stereotypes, there's so many. And even for you guys, it's like what, oh, what you have to fall into a category. Well, no, you don't need to fall into a category, right? Like that's yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, I it's and, and that's what we want to transfer to Alaya. We want you to live her life truly without following society. We want you to heart. be happy doing what you want to do. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Morgan Wright, not long ago, to say, imagine a war where you don't have to come out. That's I saw it. that post you wrote, actually. It was right. really, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Speaking of coming out, you had mentioned having Alaya. Um, I'm just going to kind of, rec like, just briefly touch on something. One thing that, you know, both of our families are extremely accepting. But when we first came out, for me, it was a little bit longer you know, further, further removed than Alejandra. But um, one of the first things our, our parents' question was, are you going to be able to have kids? Can you have grandchildren? And so that's common where yeah. people, you know, they have a hard time coming out to the parents, but the parents, parents will respond, can I have grandchildren? I think that's the harder part for the grandparents is that because it was the same for my dad. It was like, do I, like, do I want to have grandchildren? And more because I feel like parents, once the children of their daughters, they feel a little bit more more close to them. So it was, and we both are the only girls in our family. And we all both have brothers and we're the only. So the response is yes, yeah. whether I'm heterosexual, lesbian, bisexual, or anything in between, Even regardless of how I label myself, the chance of you having a grandchild is going to stay the same. So it's whether I want to have a kid. Or and if I want to have a kid, we're going to make it happen if it's possible in any way, shape or form. But if I don't want a child, that's not going to change based on my sexuality. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So much to think about. And, and it's an interesting thing because I'm now, of course, as a parent, I have one girl and I'm thinking if she came to me, you know, this is actually helping me see things differently because who knows, right? She may one day say to me, mom, I want to be with a woman. And I will know exactly how to handle it. Thanks to you. <laughs> <laughs> so true. It's been great. Anything else, like uh, any last message you want to leave for people listening? Because um, this has been amazing. What? Um, I mean, I, there's probably a, a wide range of um, life experiences that the listeners have had which bring us to having a, a wide range of mindsets on the topic. And at the end of the day, I just ask that everyone understand that what happens in a bedroom with an individual has no effect on who they genuinely are. Um, so who they like doesn't affect who they are. So just, you know, open your minds, open your hearts, open your arms, love people regardless of who they love. And honestly, the world's going to be a better place. It's 
Perfect. That's amazing. Thank you. You're choking me up, girl. You're choking me up. Everyone should make sure you check out Two Moms in Motion and follow you guys on Instagram. Your Instagram is so awesome. Um, and there's lots of in the link in bio I went on and now I've got to do like so much more deep diving because you have so many great videos and content on there. So um, everyone should check that out. And thanks again for coming on. It was so great to meet you guys. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode. And in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at WeGoTherePodcast and check out WeGoTherePodcast.com for more info.